0: this evening and I will invite your attention to the book of Revelation the 21st chapter the book of Revelation 21st chapter we'll begin reading at the first verse of Revelation chapter 21 and we're going to read a few verses of scripture here Revelation 21 verse 1 I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea and i john saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and i heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of god is with men he will dwell with them they shall be his people and god himself shall be with them and be their god and god shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Verse number 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem. Descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb The wall of the city had 12 foundations and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb By the help of God I just want to speak to you for a few moments tonight on the subject of the visionary The visionary Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for every individual that's here tonight. I pray your word would have free course. I pray that your word would be seasoned with the grace that that you desire to see be a part of each and every one of our lives. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would minister with your mighty power and your holy anointing, Lord. We need you. We trust you. We ask that your word would breathe new life new life into our spirit, O God. We thank you, we praise you, and give you all glory and honor in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I don't plan to, to be before you long tonight, but I... I do want to uh, just, I want to point out the very important matter of vision. How many have recognized that God is speaking to us about vision lately? Amen. And we closed out 2017 with a wonderful message that Brother Easter preached. No vision, no victory. And and he brought to us the understanding that we must envision what it is that we are seeking from the Lord in order for that thing to come to pass. And we have to see those things that are not, and we have to declare those things that are not as though they are. That's faith. That's living by faith. That's walking by faith. And, and so this morning, we, of course, began a series of messages that are that are designed by God to help us embrace uh, our purpose, but, but it's our purpose because it's His purpose. It, we have to keep that in the right order. It's our purpose because it's His purpose. And when we embrace His purpose, we understand what our purpose is. And, and so we cast vision this morning about the fact that God has called us to be a tree of life in this city about the fact that God is going to minister through us His healing power. If you have experienced healing in your life, in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, uh, then God is going to use that to minister to people around you. If you have been injured or wounded in your spirit, God's going to heal that injury and heal that wound. And He's going to use that Uh, testimony to build up uh, various ones in their holy faith and so God is going to use each and every one of us everybody said God's going to use me God is going to use you to fulfill his work in his kingdom because when you were baptized into Jesus Christ you were baptized into the body of Jesus Christ so how many have ever heard the term the body of Christ well, when the body of Christ was physically on this earth walking and talking and breathing and walking through the streets of, of Galilee and Capernaum, uh, whose hands do you think it was that, that reached down and formed spittle out of the clay and put, put the, the, uh, the mixture into the eyes of the blind man? That was the body of Christ that did that. It was the body of Christ that broke the lobes and the fishes. It was the, it was the body of Christ that walked on the water. It was the body of Christ who went to Lazarus' tomb. So when we talk about being the body of Christ, that's a very serious and significant thing. Uh, We are the body of Christ. Now it is us who prays for those who are heavy, uh, heavy burdened, those that are weary and weak, those who are without. It is us who lifts up the heads that hang low because we are his body in the earth. And it's a beautiful thing, and it's a wonderful responsibility. And so we talked about that this morning. We're going to be talking about that throughout this uh, first part of 2018. Because God has anointed us, and God has appointed us, and God has empowered us, and God has emboldened us to step forward into His purpose and do His holy calling. And the thing that we're describing is vision. We are envisioning ourselves becoming what God wants us to become, being what God wants us to be. That is vision. We are seeing it with eyes of faith. We might not see it in a, a natural setting uh, just yet, but but when I describe to you that there are <clears throat> people that are ready to pour into this building, uh, and they're going to pour into the building that we're getting ready to build. I'm describing something that is a reality even though it has not manifested itself naturally just yet. We can't fit everybody into these four walls that are getting ready to come to First Apostolic Church. But in Jesus' name, they're going to be here and you're going to meet them and you're going to love them. And you can't, you're going to look forward to getting to know them. They've got great personalities. They're wonderful people. And, and, and even when you first meet them in their unregenerated state, you may not know that they've got such a great personality. But you let the Holy Ghost get a hold of somebody. And you're just going to be excited to get to know them. You let the word of God begin to minister to their hearts. And, and, and the people that are coming, I'm excited to meet them. Some of, the, some of your best friends in life you haven't even met yet. Some of, the, some of the most anointed vessels that First Apostolic Church has ever known. They haven't even arrived yet. They're on their way. God is doing it. What is that? What are you describing, pastor? I'm describing vision. That's vision. Declare it. See it and declare it and make it plain so that we can run with the message that that God is doing a new thing. God is doing a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. And he's going to reach deep into the hearts of people and he's going to heal them. And he'll reach into families and he'll pick out maybe the most troubled one in a family. And he'll pull them out, hallelujah. And he'll wash them and cleanse them and sanctify them and purify them. And fill them with his spirit and wash them in his blood. And he'll make them a light, hallelujah, to the whole family. And there's no bushel that can be put upon that light. So that all can look at them and glorify the works of their father in them. Hallelujah. It's going to happen in Jesus name. Some miracles and testimonies we're going to see are going to make the papers. Some of the miracles and testimonies we're going to witness are going to trend on Twitter. Hallelujah. God is getting ready to do some things ladies and gentlemen in our midst. We might as well get ready. Hallelujah. We might as well get ready. And that's what we're doing. We're getting ready. We see it and we declare it and we claim it and we have vision. That 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 Setting forth a vision is something that is very biblical. And we call that, that person who sets forth vision, we call them a visionary. A person who, who sees things maybe that, 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 that not everybody sees and talks about them. And of course, history is, is filled with visionaries who saw things that maybe not everybody else uh, could see and and they would describe those things they would they would talk about those things and they would they would speak it forth and and it's a very important thing and, and some people lacked vision you know you go back in and uh, just over the last uh, couple centuries and you see what was written by people about say computers and folks who doubted the need for a computer said you know we we have at we have at the most the need for about five or six computers in the world. No more than that. And, and then somebody said, somebody said there will never be a need for a computer to be in somebody's home. Because were the big controversy was the idea of a personal computer. Uh, one particular person said, said, you'll never get people to pay for a, a locomotive to take them in an hour... Uh, from one city to the next when they can, they can go for free on horseback for merely a day. Take them just a day to get, you'll never get anybody to pay for a locomotive to do in an hour what they could do for free on a horse in a day. Well, they lacked vision. People were more than happy to pay for that time savings. And, and so, so throughout history, there have been so many instances where where people lacked vision, and there were so many instances where people did have vision, and they they looked they looked forward, and their their minds just stretched to to things being possible that then in their day and in their time seemed impossible. When I talk to you about vision tonight, though, I'm not talking about the next. The next million dollars that can be made. I'm not talking about the next big craze or the next big thing. I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to somehow predict the market or where the minds of the people will be five or ten years down the road. I, I don't even want personal vision. I'm describing the visions of God. When we talk about visionary, when we talk about vision, we're talking about having vision for the things God wants to see. And if we will tune our minds into the Spirit of the Lord, and if we will plug our hearts into what God is doing, then our eyes will be opened not to what is personally ambitious, not to what is personally advantageous, but what is divinely ordered of the Lord. And the scriptures are filled with prophets and writers who were visionary. Not of their own visions, but of the visions of God. And and as they got closer to those things becoming a reality, the visions became more and more plain to them. For instance, we see in the book of Genesis... A an, an encounter where Jacob looks into he falls asleep and has a vision of the heavens. The Bible says there was a ladder that was that was let down from heaven. It the bottom of the ladder reached the earth where Jacob lay, and the top of the ladder reached to the glory of God. And there were angels ascending and descending upon the ladder. And Jacob was kind of looking up at the top of the ladder and he saw the glory of the Lord. He woke up and said, how dreadful is this place? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And and it was an amazing experience for Jacob. You fast forward a little bit through the Old Testament and you see Isaiah in the year King Uzziah died. In chapter six, he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And he saw that the Lord was seated high upon a throne and that that the posts of the door moved when the seraphim spoke and said holy 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 is the lord and the whole earth is filled with his glory he saw seraphim's angels they had six wings and with two wings they covered their face with two wings they flew and with two wings they covered their feet Isaiah saw the throne room of God. He saw the glory of God. Isaiah saw exactly what Jacob saw. But he had even a a closer perception of it. Because he was even that much closer to when God was getting ready to manifest it into the earth. You move forward into the book of Ezekiel. And you see that Ezekiel is by the river Shabar. And he sits back. And the Bible says he looks into the heavens. And the heavens opened. And he saw. here it is, visions of God. That's what we want. We want visions of God. He saw visions of God. And his vision was so even more clear than Isaiah's vision. But he saw exactly what Isaiah saw. He saw the Lord upon a throne. He saw a rainbow around the throne. He observed that there were those living spirits that were flying to and fro and following the Spirit of the Lord. He was witnessing what Isaiah saw, but he described it with even more clarity than Isaiah, who described it with even more clarity than Jacob. By the time you get to John the Revelator, he's seen the same thing Ezekiel saw and the same thing Isaiah saw and the same thing Jacob saw, but even with greater clarity clarity. To the point that he's describing the facial expressions on the beasts that were surrounding the throne worshipping God. The four and twenty elders. He had numbers. He had a description. He wasn't just seeing angels but he was seeing ten thousand times. Ten thousand and thousands of thousands singing worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. I'm telling you ladies and gentlemen there's a whole big bunch of godly stuff that God wants to show you And he wants to show me. Don't be satisfied with what your carnal mind can perceive. Don't be satisfied with what your carnal ears can hear. Don't be satisfied with what your limited mind can understand. Oh, hallelujah. But go into the deep waters and look for the visions of God. Hallelujah. Call out to him. Cry out to him. Sacrifice. Lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily be. Set you look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith and say God show me thy glory show me thy glory let me see you for who you are and let me see your power and let me see your might and let me let me see your glory and he will show it to you and he will see the visions of God we see visionaries in the Scripture. We, the prophets of the Lord, they weren't just visionaries for themselves. They they were seeing the visions of God. And I want to describe just three different just three different characteristics. Of these three visions that I want to bring to you, one is from the prophet Ezekiel, that first chapter that I just described. The Bible says that when he saw the visions of God by the river Shebar, the Bible says that Ezekiel was was there, and 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 he he the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Shebar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him, and I looked. And behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. And also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Everyone had four faces. Everyone had four wings. Their feet were straight feet. The sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. They sparkled like the color of burnished brass. They had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. They four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, the face of a lion on the right side. They four had the face of an ox. They four also had the face of an eagle. Their faces and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two. Covers. Covered their bodies and they went every one straight forward. Whether the Spirit was to go, they went and they turned not when they went. He continues to read until he gets to verse number 15. Now, as I beheld the living creatures, behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with his four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of a barrel, and they four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel and that's that's i want to point that out to you notice the detail with which he saw the vision he saw this wheel and this wheel was extraordinary to him and he described this wheel but he didn't just describe the wheel he described the wheel in the middle of the wheel and and that's something that we have to understand about vision. God is doing something big. God is doing something great and it's easy to see that. It's amazing when you can just see what the Lord is doing but but don't just get caught up in what the Lord is doing that is big but look for the details and see that God is doing the little things that, that, that blow your mind if you'll pay attention to them. It's not just one big wheel but there's a wheel in the middle of that wheel that's turning just as fast and just as feverishly. Hallelujah. If you just get focused on the big thing that God is doing, then you might get frustrated with not appreciating the little things that God is doing. Hallelujah. But God is doing little things. And those little things mount up into big things. Hallelujah. God is moving in people's lives. And a visionary can look at a situation and say, yes, God is great. Yes, God is glorious. And I thank God for that. And I'm not going to get so dis. Encouraged and so frustrated by the circumstances of my life and the things in my life that aren't aren't completed as I want them to be completed but I'm going to give God praise for the little work that he's doing inside of this big wheel hallelujah I want you to know that anytime God is doing something big he's doing something small hallelujah anytime something grand is about to happen there are a lot of little things that are about to happen don't discredit or discount the fact that God while he is working on saving this city He's saving marriages, and he's saving he's saving people from addictions, and he's, hallelujah, he's reaching people, and he's delivering people from depression, and he's giving people peace in their mind, and he's comforting children, and he's binding people together in love, and he's healing relationships, and he's bringing forgiveness to the forefront of people's minds. See, when you're anointed by God to see visions of God, you can see God in everything that he does hallelujah I love the scripture blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God someone came up to me one time and they said they said you know the scripture says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God and I said yes they said you know what that means I said yes and I thought I did I thought it meant blessed are the pure in heart because one day you know you'll see God in heaven and it does mean that but it doesn't just mean that they said when, when the scripture says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. It's also trying to teach us that when your heart is pure, then you will see God in everything that you experience. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what comes against me. I see God somewhere in this. Look at Joseph. Joseph Joseph is betrayed by his brothers. Had he not been pure in heart he could have just seen it as betrayal. But because he did have a pure heart he saw the little thing that was happening inside the big thing. And he said a big thing is they're betraying me. But the little thing that's happening while they're betraying me is God is setting me up. He's positioning me for his glory to do a work in his kingdom don't underestimate the little thing God is doing in the midst of the big thing that is so obvious to you hallelujah suffering is 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 never as it appears blessing is exactly as it appears blessing is blessing it's a gift It's a gift from God. Suffering is different. Suffering is never just suffering. Suffering always has an ulterior motive. Suffering is is always a blessing in disguise. It always comes, hallelujah, bringing something you don't expect it to bring. And the visionary is able to look at it and size it up and say, yep, I see God in it. He's right there. You see what he's doing there. You see how he saved me. You see how he protected me. You see how he positioned me. You see how he was watching out for me. You see how he answered my prayer in a way that I never dreamed he could answer my prayer I saw the wheel in the middle of the wheel yes. hallelujah I saw the small motion that, that 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 was hard for my carnal eyes to see but the Holy Ghost enlightened my eyes and I was able to see the small mechanics of what God was doing in that big picture hallelujah Oh, hallelujah. So the visionary sees the wheel in the middle of a wheel. Ezekiel saw another vision in Ezekiel chapter 8. In this next vision, Ezekiel, are uh, several visions that Ezekiel had. This particular vision in Ezekiel chapter 8 is very interesting because the Bible says that, he, he, he says, Ezekiel said, that the Lord took me up by a lock of mine head. The Lord grabbed him by his hair And yanked him up, and the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven, and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looketh toward the north, where was the seat of the image of jealousy. Now, folks, I just wish we could dig down into all that. That all sounds so it sounds like it'll preach which provoketh to jealousy and behold the glory of the God of Israel was there according to the vision that I saw in the plain and that's the one we just talked about the wheel in the middle of the wheel he said unto me son of man lift up thine eyes now the way toward the north so I lifted up mine eyes the way to the north and behold northward at the gate of the altar this image of jealousy in the entry he said son of man Seest thou what they do? Even the great abominations that the house of Israel committeth here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary, but turn thee yet again, and you shall see greater abominations. So God is showing Ezekiel the abominations of Israel. Ezekiel is seeing in the visions of God the abominations of Israel. He is receiving word of knowledge concerning everything Israel is doing. God is actually showing Ezekiel behind closed doors. He goes on to show him about five or six instances where there was witchcraft taking place in Israel, where there was where there was all sorts of idolatry taking place in Israel, where people were doing corrupt things behind closed doors because they felt like the Lord did not see in secret, and that because nobody could see them, that it was all right if they they did it and what he was doing was he was preparing ezekiel to preach and to prophesy and to minister to israel and to truly preach until the word of god convicted the hearts of israel and they would be made pure by the prophetic word of god the bible then says that he brought me to the door of the court and when i looked behold a hole in the wall Then said he unto me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. This is what the visionary sees. When God says, go through that door, and the visionary looks and he doesn't see a door. He only, he or she only sees a hole in the wall. The visionary knows if God said, go through that door, what looks like a hole in the wall is actually a door. He's not discouraged. She's not discouraged by, by feeling like God has led me to this place. And now I get to that place and I'm not seeing what God said would be there. Instead, I'm only seeing a little hole in the wall. But God said there's a door. So so, what is right? Is, is what I'm seeing correct? Because what I'm seeing is a hole in the wall. Or is what God has told me correct? Which is there's a doorway in front of you. The visionary, the person who sees the visions of God, always trusts the Lord. And says my eyes are telling me there's just a hole in the wall, but God is telling me there's a door. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to dig through that hole until that hole becomes the door and shows me what God was trying to tell me all along. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty when God tells you to go to it. Don't be afraid when God says go forth. Don't be afraid to go forth. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty in the work of God, in the service of God. People might look at your project and say it's just a hole in the wall. Why would you focus so much time and energy on something that is of such little importance but the visionary says God told me there's a door here and my eyes, my natural eyes are telling me that there's no reason to believe for anything better except a hole in the wall but I've learned enough about God to know he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me, he'll never fail me And it's impossible for God to lie. So if God says that's a door, I don't care if it looks like a hole in the wall. Give me my shovel, I'm about to dig through the hole in that wall. If you'll dig in prayer, dig in fasting. Dig in worship. Dig in the Word of God. Dig, hallelujah, in faithfulness. Dig a little bit deeper. Ladies and gentlemen, what once began as a hole in the wall will become a doorway for the promises of God, for the Word of God, for God's anointing to be resident in your life. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody tell you that what God is doing in your life is of no significance. Because if they're telling you that, they've been listening to your adversary. And they're speaking His words. Into your spirit. Rebuke that notion. God has anointed me. God has called me. God has set me apart. God has prepared me. God has positioned me. You might not see anything when you look at me. But God sees something so beautiful. Can I tell you that when we look at people. Let's see what God sees. I love how God does it. God, God takes a man by the name of Abram. And says I will name you abraham the father of many nations don't even make sense he doesn't even have a, a child but that's your name abraham because god calls things that are not as though they are and who's gonna call him in on the carpet and tell him uh god you gave him the wrong name God doesn't give people the wrong name. That's why he placed his name upon you and placed his favor upon you. Hallelujah. He's got a purpose for you. And it doesn't matter what bully in the playground called you whatever when God calls you that's all that matters and it doesn't matter what co-worker that has been emotionally abusive doesn't matter what they say about you all that matters is how God calls you hallelujah it doesn't matter what you call yourself out of condemnation and self-loathing because God calls you it doesn't matter what anybody else calls you when God calls you he says you are chosen when God calls you he says I'll make you holy when God calls you he says you are the apple of mine eye when God calls you hallelujah he sets you apart for his glory and he places his name upon you and then you become hallelujah welcomed to all of the benefits of glory and majesty on high thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm reminded of the of the old blind preacher who, who would go preach at the prison John Red Fuller was behind those prison walls john red fuller you've heard me talk about him he preached here one time he was a murderer and his name was red one because he had red hair two because he had shed so much blood he was burglarizing a home the woman of the house came in unexpectedly and he struggled with her and ended up and ended up killing her and he went to prison He sentenced to life in prison he was a murderer he was full of the devil nobody wanted to be around john red fuller john red fuller was an executioner in prison he was a horrible wicked evil man and there was this little old blind preacher that would go preach at the prison and every week he would go in and preach and after he would finish preaching he would say i want to i want to go see john red fuller and they would say why do you want to go see john red fuller Nobody wants to see John Red Fuller. He said, just take me to John Red Fuller and let me, let me talk to him. So they took him down to John Red Fuller and that old blind preacher grabbed the, the bars of that prison cell and would shout, John Fuller, God is going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And John Fuller would look up at him and curse him out and tell him to, to get lost. And the next week the preacher would come back After preaching his service at the prison and he would go down to that prison cell and grab those bars and shout, John Fuller, God is going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And John Fuller would just again, he'd curse him and say, get out of here, preacher, and don't come back. Week after week after week, that preacher would come down and tell him, John Fuller, God's going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He was declaring the vision. See, some people just saw a hole in the wall. But this preacher knew that if you dig into it, if you dig down deep, hallelujah, there's something behind that hole in the wall that is of great importance to God. And he started declaring it, declaring it, and declaring it until finally something chipped away at the heart of, of that murderous wretch, John Red Fuller. And he said one Sunday that the preacher came. He said, I want to go hear this preacher preach. And he went to a meeting one night. His heart wasn't right. But something got a hold of him. God filled him just as was prophesied with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He had repented of all of his sins. And he began the life change in him was so profound. He began preaching the gospel inside the prison. He went from being the ex, the dreaded executioner who, were, who would order people to be killed. He went from being that murderer to being the man that people went to because they had spiritual struggles. He was baptizing inmates in Jesus' name left and right, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ all throughout that prison. The Tennessee district of the United Pentecostal Church went to the penitentiary, and they licensed John Fuller behind bars to preach the the gospel as a licensed minister with the united pentecostal church he became licensed while behind bars the parole board ended up paroling him letting him go setting him free and he began to preach the gospel all across the nation the night that he received the holy ghost that old blind preacher reached into his briefcase and felt around for a bible he had been carrying with him for a while pulled it out and gave it to john fuller as a gift on the front of that bible was emblazoned The words, Reverend John Fuller. Thank God for blind preachers who don't see what everybody else sees, who aren't intimidated by what everybody else is intimidated by. Who don't prejudge what everybody else is prejudging. Who doesn't look at something so wretched and say, oh, they would never care. They would never want. They would never serve God. Oh, God forbid. And may the church, may the church cease to see simply with our natural eyes. But God, help us to see with a vision of the things of God. That when we look upon a soul, we see them made in the image of God. Hallelujah. In His likeness. Created for His glory created for his purpose created for his kingdom paul walks out to the to the city of athens comes to mars hill and the bible says that the whole city was given completely to idolatry and the bible says that when paul saw it his spirit was stirred within him his spirit was stirred within him when he saw that the whole city was given to idolatry I wonder what our reaction is when we see our whole world given over to sin the way we do. And our world is given over to sin. You know what happened to Paul? His spirit was stirred. A preaching spirit got a hold of him. A loving spirit got a hold of him. A burden for lost souls kind of a spirit got a hold of him. A broken heart for what breaks God's heart got a hold of him and he marched to the top of that Mars hill and he shouted to the top of his lungs, you men of Athens I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious for as I passed by and beheld your devotions I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God whom therefore ye ignorantly worship him declare I unto you God that made the heavens and the earth and all things that are therein in him we live and in him we move and in him we have our being hallelujah, as certain also of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. God help us that when we see a world steeped in sin, that we would never look down on them as though we are somehow better than they are. The Bible says God came not to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. Hallelujah. You know why he didn't come to condemn the world? Because the world is already condemned. They don't need Need another wagging finger? They need a crucified Christ. They need a church that is just enamored by the visions of God. A church that is captivated by the visions of God. Hallelujah! 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 Glory! And what a great, what 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 better vision can you have than the vision? that John the Revelator had in Revelation 21. This vision is the vision that can save you from whatever the devil would try to lay in your path. This vision is the vision that keeps you going when you're on an Isle of Patmos in exile, not knowing what will befall you or what will happen to you or what lies in wait for you. John said, I, John, saw that holy city. I saw it descending out of heaven. I saw it. I saw it so clearly. He looks at this holy city and he he begins to describe the beautiful things concerning the holy city of God. He said, I saw the new heaven, the new earth. I saw the holy city coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. He said, I I heard a voice say, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. He said, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. There will be no sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true, and these words are faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things i will be his god he shall be my son he went to a great and high mountain he saw that great city having the glory of god her light was like unto a stone most precious hallelujah even like a jasper stone clear as crystal having the glory of god her light was was so beautiful and a great wall a high wall had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels and names written thereon the names of the 12 tribes of the children of israel Three at the north, three at the south, three at the east, three at the west. And the wall of that city had 12 foundations. And in those foundations were the names of the apostles of the Lamb. And I just wonder what went through John the apostle when he started reading off those names and came to his own. If you can get that vision, that vision will sustain you through every trial that you'll ever face. That vision will give you victory over every temptation that will come your way. Get it fixed in your head, fixed in your mind. I see my name written down in that city. My name has been penned in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. It's there as clear as day. The name of Joel Urshan. Repented of my sins. Baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He sought me. And he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due him. He brought me out out of the miry clay he set my feet upon a rock to stay he put a song in my soul today a song of his praise hallelujah Hallelujah! when I didn't love him he loved me when I didn't follow him he followed me when I didn't serve him he was sacrificed for me while I was yet in sin Christ died for the unconfident godly god commended his love toward us that while we were sinners christ died for the ungodly you've got to see it you've got to see it you've got to see your name etched in glory and all of a sudden there's nothing worth losing there's nothing worth losing that spot No, 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 no. There's no temptation. There's no temptation. There's no body. There's no, there's nothing worth getting bitter over. That it would come up as a root of bitterness inside of me. And defile me. There's no temptation. There's no addiction. There's no kind of, of fleshly high that is worth losing out. Hallelujah. That beautiful position that God, who is rich in mercy and has such loving kindness, extended his hand to me in my depth of depravity, in my lowliness of sin, in my self-righteousness and pride. He rescued me. He picked me up. Hallelujah. And he wrote my name in his book of life. While you're praying and praising and seeking God and seeking the face of God, don't forget to ask God to let you see into the heavens and see what He has prepared for you. It's a terrifying portion of Scripture. There are a couple of instances where you realize it is perfectly possible for one's name to be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. But I wonder if there's a visionary in the house of God who cares about what God cares about, who sees what God sees, and who is determined in their spirit. Lord, nothing is going to keep me from serving you. Nothing is going to keep me from living for you. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I can see it. I can see my family written down in glory. Thank you, Jesus. I can see this congregation's names written down in the portals of heaven. Hallelujah. God has a place reserved for me. God has a place reserved for me. And I'm going there. I said, I'm going there. There's nothing going to hold me back. When this world begins to cloud my vision, I'm going to find a place to pray. So I can again see see the visions of God when the trials of life begin to cloud my vision when the cares of life begin to choke my my walk with God I'm going to find a place to pray and I'm going to cry out once again show me thy glory show me your power and let me see what you have prepared for us could you lift your voices to him right now and thank him for his goodness thank him for his goodness Hallelujah, come on, can you see it? Can you climb? Climb, hallelujah, climb in the Holy Ghost. Climb up that ladder of Jacob. Peek over into the glory of God and say, Lord, I want to see it again. I want to see it again. I want to hear it again. I want to think about it again. I want to dwell on it again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No more sorrow. No more crying. No more pain. Thank you, Jesus. No more death. No more dying. Come on, somebody lift up a praise unto the Lord. Somebody lift up a praise unto the Lord. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Come on, I need somebody to get a vision right now. Get the vision of God right now. You know what his vision is? His vision is to see your family saved. You know what his vision is? His vision is to see you shake off that heavy depression. His vision is to see you shake off that heavy loneliness. And to be filled with the joy of God. Hallelujah. All over again. Filled with the joy of God. Filled with the peace of God. Can you see it? Can you see harmony in your home? Come on, shut your natural eyes and open your spiritual eyes. Shut your natural mouth and open your mouth of faith. The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, let's seek God together in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. hallelujah 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 i wonder if there's somebody right now in your life you may be facing a hole in the wall god wants you to know that he has doors awaiting you if you'll dig down dig down how many ready to dig down and see the glory of god see the power of god hallelujah i wonder if there's somebody who's kind of kind of hypnotized by the big wheel that's That's turning around and around and around in your life. The ever, the ever revolving wheel. Sometimes it's a vicious cycle and it's just so big and and it's sometimes overwhelming. I wonder if there's somebody who can fix your eyes on, on that little mechanism that God is working a miracle in your life. Signs and wonders, good things, the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I wonder if there's somebody who can peek and peer into the heavens of God. And say, Lord, I want to see what you have prepared for me. I have not seen. You cannot see it with your natural eyes. There is no paradise on this planet that can compare to what the Lord has in store for us. There is not, there's nothing to compare it to. Sometimes it's hard to preach about heaven because there's nothing to compare it with on this planet. Oh, hallelujah. But if you will enter into a time of prayer and let the Spirit of the Lord carry you away by the visions of God to Jerusalem, hallelujah, He will show you things that you have never seen before. And it will substantiate your spirit. I'm remembering Brother J.T. Pugh describing a time of prayer. He went to the church to pray, Pastor Pugh. And he, he was seeking the face of God and praying. And, and he was there about 6 a.m. just praying and seeking God. And while he was there, he really got caught up into the, into the presence of the Lord. Spent a good while in the presence of the Lord. Speaking in tongues. Seeking God and, and hearing God. And, and feeling the, the, the p- nearness of God, the presence of the Lord. And, and while he was experiencing this, it was a beautiful... Beautiful moment, beautiful experience. He left the church, went home. It was early that morning still, and, and he, he was sitting in his chair, opened up his Bible, was reading a little bit, and the phone rang. He answered the phone, and when he answered the phone, the man on the other end said, Brother Pugh, you don't know me. He said, I go to Brother Jerry Dean's church in Bozier City, Louisiana. But he said, you were praying this morning, weren't you? Well, yes, I was. He said at 6 a.m., correct? He said, that's correct. He said, I know this because I was praying at 6 a.m. And by a vision, God took me into the throne room of his presence. And I stood before the throne room of God, making my petitions known unto God. And while I was in the presence of the Lord, you walked in right beside me, making your petitions known to God. And the Lord told me to tell you He heard you. You were with Him today. I, I, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that sometimes praying, is just, it feels like a step of faith, but do it, do it, do it, do it. Enter into the presence of God. Enter into the visions of God. There are things happening you don't even realize are happening. Spiritual business is being transpired in the presence of the Lord. I go back to Jacob's vision with angels ascending and descending upon the ladder. I used to think that that that, that was you know, almost pageantry. I, I kind of saw it as pageantry. Like Jacob saw this ladder and there was this ladder. And there were these angels ascending, you know, almost with a holy hum. And then there were angels ascending with an equally beautiful holy hum. That's not what was going on. They were ascending and descending because they were working. They were busy doing the things of God. The Bible says that they are ministering spirits. That they go about ministering to the heirs of salvation. The Bible says so frequently, the Lord sent his angel. What Jacob was watching was the business of the kingdom ascending and descending upon the ladder I want you to know tonight that when you pray you are activating God to send angels when you pray unto God you are calling upon His mighty power you are calling upon His greatness and His whole apparatus of kingdom power goes into work on your behalf don't stop praying call upon the mighty name of God see the visions of God hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. I wonder if there's somebody right now who will come forth and say, God, I want to see the visions of the Lord. Show me thy glory. Let me see you. Let me see you for who you are. Come on, somebody come. Somebody come in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. Lord, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see I want to see it, Lord. I want to see my family. I want to see my family, Lord, as you see them. I want to see them as you see them hallelujah come on the Lord will touch you he touched the blind man and the blind man opened his eyes and said Lord I see men as trees could you touch my eyes again and the Lord touched his eyes again and he saw clearly hallelujah I want you to know that God will touch you again he'll give you a brand new touch he'll give you a brand new touch and you'll see so clearly you'll see the glory of the Lord You'll see the power, the power, the power, the power of the Lord. Beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Oh, hear the Spirit calling. You to go. Oh, walk on through the door. Oh, yes, beyond the open door, there's a new and a fresh anointing, hear the Spirit Spirit calling you to go, walk on through the door, oh, yes, before, before you, yes, to a greater, greater power, you never go before. Hallelujah, hallelujah! Beyond the open, beyond the open door, door, there's a new and fresh, new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling Holy. you to go. On. Walk, through Walk door, on through the door. For a long ago Hallelujah. To a greater power you never know before. Beyond the open door is a new and fresh anointing hear the spirit calling you to go walk on through the door where the lord will go before you yes to a greater power A new it hear the Spirit calling you to go. You to go. Oh, oh, oh. walk on through the door, for oh, the Lord will go before you. Fall oh, into a greater power. Hallelujah! You never. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, beyond the open door, new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling all you to go. Oh, walk through the door. Will call before you into a greater power. You never Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Beyond the open door. Oh yes. There's a new and fresh Spirit. Hear the Spirit calling you to go, walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you, and to a greater power you've never known before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Lord, lift the scales off of our eyes. Lift the scales off of our eyes and let us see it. Let us see it. Let us see it. In the name of Jesus, let us see it clearly. Let us see it clearly. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, see them saved right now. See them saved right now. In the name of Jesus. See them saved right now. Come on, that most difficult set of circumstances. You don't know how to get through it. You don't know how to navigate it. In the name of Jesus. See God doing it right now. See it. See God doing it right now. See that finished product in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. See it. See it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, that's it. Open up your spirit's eyes. Open up the spirit. Open up the eyes of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah hallelujah yes Lord oh, before you to a greater power